From the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, greetings to you, dear ones in Christ. Thank you for joining us today here at From the Poorhouse to the Palace. This is Pastor Castle. We've been going through Zechariah chapter 12, and we have come through the first uh, five verses here so far this week. In the last three uh, broadcasts, we have seen in that day that phrase that is used 23 times in the book of Zechariah, 16 times uh, between chapters 12 and 14. We've already looked at two of those times. Speaking of that day of the Lord, the 1,007-year period of time that includes the the uh, the rapture the tribulation or the the tribulation and the battle uh, and the 1000 year millennial reign of Christ and we've been looking at that day a messiah's strength declared and how God is going to intervene for Israel on her behalf in those three wars and uh that uh, take place in that day uh three wars that remain against the land of Israel and we are watching those wars unfold the very first war we are watching the nations line up even now and then we saw in that day a messiah's smiting destruction and yesterday we looked at that and all the horses that are prepared against the day of the battle that God is going to strike and and uh, today we are going to see in that day of Messiah's sheaves devouring that is in verses 6 and 7 of Zechariah chapter 12 let me read these verses for you and give you what the uh, Lord has for us here in that day will I make the governors of Judah like on hearth of fire among the wood and like a torch of fire in a sheaf there we have the sheaves And they shall devour all the people round about on the right hand and on the left, and Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place, even in Jerusalem. The Lord also also shall save the tents of Judah first, that the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Jerusalem do not magnify themselves against Judah. Remember, at this time in the tribulation, the Jews have been driven out of Jerusalem. It is being occupied by satanic citizens. And, and we saw just a little bit of that yesterday. The governors of Jerusalem who were under persecution and the power of the Antichrist, the image of the beast. And they're going to say in their hearts, after God, after Jesus defeats the armies of the, of the Antichrist at the Battle of Armageddon, that their strength is going to be in the satanic governors of the, that are occupying the city of Jerusalem. Well, if the army of the Antichrist has no a power and has been destroyed and the blood runs as deep as a horse's bridle out of the valley of Megiddo for 180 miles south into the land of Egypt. The blood's literally passing by their doorstep. What makes them think that the governors of, of Satanism are going to be able to be any defense or any hope for them? What makes them think, well, see, that image of the beast is there. That idol they reared up they, has been given a false life and speaks great swelling words to them. They're going to put, oh, well, we're by the image. We're by the Antichrist himself. Oh, we'll be, dis- we'll be safe. No, the sheaves will be devoured. See, God says they're no match. God is going to destroy the satanic political governors of Jerusalem. Just as he smites the armies with the sword of the spirit of his mouth, he's going to set them on fire and they're going to burn like a sheaf. Have you ever burned grass? Have you ever burned a sheaf? Have you ever burned leaves? goes pretty fast. It doesn't burn as fast as, it burns faster than wood. If God will kill a soldier, you know a politician hasn't got a prayer, amen? You're a pile of wood. I'm the fire in the wood. You're a sheaf. I'm a flaming torch in the sheaf. Do you know what happens when you set wood and sheaves on fire? They burn up. 
God's going to burn up the enemies of uh, uh, the enemy inhabitants of Jerusalem. He's going to purge them, purify the city. Jerusalem will be inhabited again in the very same place by the very same people, the right people, the Jews. There will be no United Nations councils. There will be no World Peace Treaty uh, summits and all these things. God is going to make sure that his people, the Jews, get Jerusalem. It's not a question for the world to debate. It has already been decided by God in heaven. By God who gave it to them through Abraham. And God who promised them their possession. The Jews will inhabit their full possession. We'll see it a little later as we go on. But in that day, there will be an earthquake that is felt across the entire world. Not just the Valley of Armageddon. Not just Jerusalem. But it will shake the whole world and the whole land of Israel to be included. There will be a few innocents in Israel. The Lord will save the tents of Judah at first, so that those that are destroyed do not gain a mocker's victory, claiming God destroyed his own righteous among the wicked. There are probably going to be some that are, are righteous Gentiles that are living there, maybe uh, trying to help the Jews in Petra. We don't know the details. But there will be wandering pilgrims in the land. There may be a few Jews that didn't make it into Petra, and their identity is hidden. There will be possibly some tribulation saints in the line of Israel. Those must be preserved. These are first saved and supernaturally uh, saved and protected. The scriptures don't say how. That's for God to know and them to find out. But what is important to us is that God will spare the righteous that are hidden among the rebellious. And if God's got everything else figured out, I'm sure it will be no trouble for him in that day to make sure what few righteous citizens are spared as God burns up and devours the wicked. Now look, the next three verses, I don't have time for them today. I'm going to have to stop here and we will go back and look at these next week. We are going to see in verses 8 through 10 in that day of Messiah's spirit of defense. And then in verses 11 through 14, in that day of Messiah's sorrowful delegates. Okay, There are going to be some things. God is not just going to save Jewish and saintly strangers throughout the land of Israel, but God will spare the righteous among the city. The governors and their evil citizens will be destroyed, but there will be those in this city that are spared just like Lot when God rained fire down on Sodom and Gomorrah. There will also be mourning as when the great revivalist King Josiah was killed by Pharaoh Necho of Egypt in the valley of Megiddo. Hadad Ramon is a small village just outside the valley where King Josiah died of the mortal wounds he received in battle. And when he died, revival died, and it was just a few years until Babylonian bondage. This morning is going to be different, though. This morning is going to, it's not mourning the death of revival. It is mourning the beginning of the life of revival. Those are the two portions that remain before us in Zechariah chapter 12. We'll look at those next week and uh, continue on. Looking in that day, the 16 times of the 23 times that phrase is mentioned here in the last three chapters of Zechariah chapter 12 through 14. Looking for the anointed, uh, the, the anointed king rejected in chapters 9 through 11, the rejected king anointed and received once again. God bless you is our prayer until our time again. You've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search from the poorhouse to the palace. 
from a poor love. 